Well, boys, what are you going to sing? The squeezer was not any use. A lemon without any juice. I was do I was kind of doing a bit. 
<laughs> like, oh, it's about, oh, God. Well, now I have to try and explain with my limited knowledge of it. I used to have CDs of Mercury Award winners. Um, so it's a music award. It's a music award. Okay. Um, that is not named for one of the most famous British singers of all time, Freddie Mercury. I mean, if it is, that's news to me. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't think so. I how think, old is this award? I don't know what the Mercury is named after. I don't know how old it is. I don't know enough about the awards. I didn't know that this was going to be an interview about the award system, the Mercury award system. I was just telling an anecdote. I feel very well, like, under pressure right now. Well, like the Oscars are named after famed boxer Oscar De La Hoya. Do people know that, or do just trivia geeks like you know That's that? a lie that I just made up. Well, that's not <laughs> fair! <laughs> well, I'm going to continue making lies about Britain. Okay, cool. I like the know. time I told you the Queen often walks past my house because I live in London. <laughs> right, can we talk about this? <laughs> have we talked about the Dickens Christmas Fair on this show I before? it might have come up. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the story, once again, is that uh, the first time, this is around the first time you met my family. Yeah. We went to the Dickens Christmas Fair, which we've definitely spoken about on the podcast before, now remembering, but it's it's a annual San Francisco tradition um, where they take a uh, rodeo, the cow palace, where they often do rodeos, and they dress it up so it looks like Dickensian London. Yeah, Victorian London. Victorian London. And, Super weird. Yeah, and they have food and music and plays, and it's people uh, acting yeah. in character. It's people like a Renaissance speaking fair. speaking in, in a British accent. Yeah. Or their version of a British accent. Yeah. And food stands that you think are going to be British food, but then say things like milk and cookies on them. Well, that's, that's a Christmas thing. Because Santa... Well, it's not in England. Oh, okay. You and got... it definitely wouldn't have been in Victorian England. What do you guys leave out for Father Christmas? Alcohol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I can see why you guys like Santa more, because he likes you more. <laughs> Father Christmas. Well, he's like, cookies again? Come on. Where's... I can't wait till I get to Europe and get that booze. In my house, we used to leave him sherry. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, sherry, and some people will leave him whiskey or port... Um, oh my the good stuff (laughs) (laughs) and um a mince pie and a carrot for the reindeer right we do that too yeah we do carrots but milk and cookies are like the common thing but anyway one aspect of the dickens fair is that they have people dressed up as actual characters from the period like charles dickens like characters in dickensian novels like ebenezer scrooge or like queen victoria and queen victoria and they walk around and they will interact with you and you're supposed to treat them as if they are that person and queen victoria showed up at a musical performance we were watching and interacted with the performers and we were like, oh, that's so cool that Queen Victoria just shows up. And then you said, um, I'm, it's just the Queen. And you were like, oh, you're not so interested. I was like, I see her all the time. She walks past my house. And the amount that all four of my family members, all of whom have university educations, were just like, really? Wow. <laughs> I think that they hadn't got my humor yet as well, so they didn't. It didn't even cross their mind. We that completely your, bought it. Your new girlfriend would just be lying outright <laughs> for her own comical value. Um, <laughs> it was it was awesome. I felt yeah. so got. It was great. I was chuffed with how well that joke went. Fantastic segue. Thank you. High Thank five. You. Yeah. Great. Um, and I was telling you an anecdote about Adele winning a Mercury Award when right. we went down this road. Let's go for it. Um, I'm not going to explain what a Mercury Award is because sure. I don't know enough. But it's an award it. given to musicians. Yeah. After your interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> I realized I know very little. Um, but, uh, yeah, she said, I'm incredibly chuffed. That was the quote she made. Said, mm-hmm. And um, apparently a lot of people didn't understand what she was talking about. British people? No. Oh. You lot on this side of the pond. Well, wait, where's the... Oh, you don't know where the Mercury Award is They're from. British. Oh, okay. But, you know, they're, they're prestigious. They, I feel like they're for new artists. I might need a correction, but I feel like it's often people who are up and coming. Okay. The Mercury Awards. That's. I used to sometimes buy the CDs that they um, 
that, that they produced of, sure. of artists who were nominated. Cool. And they would often be people that were kind of like really, really talented, sometimes indie musicians. Up and coming. Alternative, really up and coming. Yeah. Um, who had just... Robbie Williams isn't about to win a Mercury Award. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie Williams still recording? I don't know. Still performing? I don't think so. Maybe. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, it's one that you guys don't use on this side of the world very often, but we, we use it very frequently back mm-hmm. then. Um, so I started looking into where it... Well, before I tell you where it came from, I'll also have to tell you, when I looked up the definition, it was that it meant that you're very pleased and right. happy. But it also said that in some parts of England um, during a recent time period, it also came to mean unsatisfied, the complete opposite. Whoa. And displeased. I've never heard it used like that. And there was a note on this article I read that said maybe it was just in sarcasm. Oh, okay. In sarcastic tone. Like someone would be like, oh, I'm dead chuffed with that. Uh-huh. But... I don't know whether that is actually the meaning of being opposite or whether it's just you have to understand the context someone's being it's being used like yeah oh i missed the bus and then i got splashed by a puddle and then it started and then obviously i was dead chuffed that it started raining sure yeah because i i would say like i missed the bus i stepped in a puddle so obviously i'm having a great day yeah i, I feel like no one nearly all the time you hear someone say great in that context it's sarcastic like yeah. people don't say i'm having a great day you know with genuinely so i bet that might be what it was yeah exactly yeah. so generally i think we can we can it's safe to assume that it, it's the main meaning of just being very pleased mm-hmm. um so in terms of its origin there's a number of different um theories i'm gonna work with the most like random and then take it up to the one that's most described to people most believe it oh, okay so okay. again we start with the fringe beliefs. <laughs> yeah start with the fringe <laughs> ones end with the yeah that's probably the one um so the first, first idea is that it comes from an um, archaic slang um, term, uh, the, the word chuff. Okay, so the word chuff, actually, um, they, it's very much agreed that chuffed comes from the word chuffed. No, other way around. <laughs> other way around. Chuff. It's, it sounded like you said that chuffed comes from the word chuffed, which meant the, this word comes from this <laughs> word. And you just said the same word twice. Can we rewind? Can we okay. edit this part out? Uh, I, I don't know how to do that. Uh, <laughs> the word chuff, C-H-U-F-F, yeah. comes from the word chuffed, past tense. No, opposite. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the word chuffed comes from... Maybe we will edit the, this out. The, the previous word, chuff. Okay. C-H-U-F-F. Chuff, which is a noun. F-F. Yes. Okay. Um, or a verb, I guess. Depending on the context. Yeah. So, it's that's agreed upon. Mm-hmm. However, what is disagreed on is what chuff originally meant. Okay. okay. So the first idea is that um, chuff was an archaic, archaic slang term used in the 16th century to describe a boorish, miserable person. A chuff is a, is a boorish or miserable person. Yeah, just okay. a, you're just a chuff, you're a, a rude fellow, mm-hmm. you're boring, you're miserable. I don't want Linus term. coming to the party. He's a chuff. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, uh, just a term for somebody who someone who's unfun to be around exactly cool um and that was argued then to possibly link to the idea of chuff being this meaning of displeasure Mm -hmm. um instead of actually meaning how we use it more today okay so a chuff would be chuffed yeah in this context 
They would be unsatisfied. They'd be unsatisfied. A, a, a boorish, uh, negative person. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm the, the reason that they are a chuff is that they became chuffed. But then how it got switched around to predominantly mean yeah, cause you very said, pleased and happy. Yeah, you said that like it, it only has a negative connotation potentially due to sarcasm. That's how I interpreted it and, and saw it on, on in one article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like maybe it could be one of those things that that's both things. However, this is a fringe belief. This is fringe belief. Right. Okay. So that's the first one. The next one, we're still looking at the word chuffed. Chuff. Sorry. Chuff. Um and there's an idea that chuff is a word that's adopted as a safe word that people have used. This is more modern in more modern times. Mm-hmm. Um, as a safe word, a safer word to use instead of a s- not a safe word. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what kind of show is this now? A safe word? Like, the, the, we've all decided upon one safe word. If things get a little too rough in there, we're all gonna say chuff. Okay? Do we have the whole community behind us? You just kept saying safe word, and I kept thinking, like, are you gonna are you gonna expand on that, or is it do I just is it what people mean when they say safe word? Safer word to use in place of a swear word okay. around children, which is still I mean that's still basically what's happening here. Mm, not quite. But okay. You, but yeah. Hey, those of you listening who need a new safe word, I think we just found it. <laughs> Like, you know, you really want to swear, but your toddler's in the back of the car. Sure. So instead of saying, uh, damn, you say word. darn. Right. Okay, that's, I guess, the American version. So this so is the same thing. Chuff, you would it's, say, it's like why people say sugar. Yeah, you would say, yeah. ah, chuff. Sure. Instead of the F word. Ah, beans. Or one example they said is that people often would say, chuffing Nora. <laughs> instead of bloody Nora, which is a common... And you're choosing... Or blooming Nora. You're choosing to use your mom's name. Well, she knows that she's part of a swear word. <laughs> it's also a lovely name. Wait, this is a real thing? Oh, yeah. There, there's a swear word in England that's like... Um, we don't say it in my family for quite obvious reasons right. that you just brought up. I, I completely thought you were just like, I need to put a placeholder name here so I'll use my mom because it's funny. No, no, no. This is a real thing that oh, goodness. Um, Brits used to say. And I can't remember if it's blooming or bloody, but it's like blooming Nora or bloody Nora. It's just like a, a general It just expletive. means OF. Yeah. You know. Consarn it. Oh, dear. Yeah. But, you know, it's Who, ruder. And, okay, but we're... But we're not doing an episode about <laughs> Blooming Nora. No, we're not. Because but we will. my mom might not appreciate it. Well, I think that she might like to know the origin. Just so that if people use it around her or people... I mean, do you think that people bring might bring it up? Sorry, Nora, that we're it's doing this. It's kind of outdated. I mean, the last time I saw it was on one of those um, crime shows that your parents watched that's set in like <laughs> the 1940s or something in England. Okay, but like when your mom's going about, out and about in her day-to-day life, do you think that people ever bring that up to her? Okay, well, then we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I'm not editing this out either. <laughs> okay, great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the idea that people would use chuff and, and, and replace, you know, swear words with this word instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also came to mean um, a word for releasing gas from one's body. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the idea that you just chuffed means that you farted. Right. Um, and you might not know this, you were quite surprised when I told you this, that, that fart is a little bit of a vulgar word in England. Right. It's, um, I mean, it's fine. It's kind of like crap, you mm-hmm. know, like, it's just not a very nice thing to say. It's a bit crude. It's a bit crude. Yeah. So people would say chuff instead. Oops, I just chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't I, cut that line. <laughs> I just I just chuffed and I feel very chuffed. <laughs> 
Um, and oh, chuff. <laughs> the reason why they think that that is um, that that became a meaning for the word chuff is um, because of a couple of reasons. One, it's onomatopoeic. So, That's you true. Know, yeah, kind of sounds like saying sounds the word like chuff. Yeah. And the other one is um, that at one point it might have been used to um, talk about steam cha- trains. Like the old oh, chuff, 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 chuffing their smoke. Oh, okay. Like little farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, f- if someone, okay, all I want in my life is video footage of trains puffing away and it just fart sounds <laughs> as the smoke clumps comes out. Well, apparently there could have been a link. Um, <laughs> Casey Jr.'s coming down the track. Okay, we're going to go even further. This is fringier. No, this is just this, this, this whole use of the word chuff to mean ruder things. Right, okay. okay? So chuff is like a nicer word that has been used in, in ruder connotations. Mm-hmm. Swear words, farts. And then also the part of the anatomy responsible for breaking the wind in the first place. Oh, like the, the butt? The, the cheeks? Oh, the, the, the spot. The, 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 the opening. Yeah, the butthole. The butthole. Yep. Is that the politest way to say it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as in, people would say things such as, stick it up your chuff. Oh my God. But I kind of feel like in this context, because they're, they're using sentences that they've seen um, mm-hmm. in, in writings and such. But I think in this context, it's kind of like the same point that we were saying, that it, it's just a replacement for a swear word, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like you don't want to say, but, mm. so you say chuff because it's a replacement that you could, you're not actually swearing. Sure. So I so think it's kind of the same thing. It there. goes with that context. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it also came to mean a woman's. Oh, gen- the other one. Genitals as well. Okay. Um, well, that, that could be the same thing as. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so somebody made a broad kind of uh, poke at how this could be related to chuffed now Mm -hmm. all these ideas about this word chuff meaning kind of dirty or swear words or or kind of naughty things um and they were saying that you know maybe it's linked to the fact if it is linked to something naughty or in the bedroom that people could be chuffed after that is spending the night together you may feel excited you may you you may may be very pleased you may be very pleased upon this happening or you might be dissatisfied, with le- which lends itself <laughs> to, the, to the other meaning. Uh, how was last night? Are you chuffed or are you chuffed? <laughs> how chuffed are you? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that... Did, did she look like the dog's dinner or did she look like the dog's dinner? So this is kind of like a fringe kind of guess that um, they've seen how people are using the word chuffed now. In different parts of England, remember, these are different dialects. You wouldn't have right. one person using chuff and chuffed in all these different contexts. Um hopefully necessarily right um so and they kind of made a conclusion based on that mm-hmm. so that's kind of fringy the most likely one that i'm All gonna right. end grand on, finale okay the grand finale get ready everybody gird your loins <laughs> is that cover your chuff chuff originally meant plump puffed with fat swollen with fat uh. chubby uh. okay and so the conclusion is that if you are chuffed, like you have your big hamster cheeks, mm-hmm. you think of a big smile where people have those big mm, chubby yeah. cheeks, and you say somebody's chuffed. I I almost can see it in my head. Mm-hmm. Some I can see myself being chuffed and looking in the mirror with my little hamster cheeks, <laughs> little squirrel cheeks full of nuts. Mm, just a big smile and the yeah. big cheeks. Yeah. 
Little that's Rosie. What, that's what it went on to mean. You know, somebody just finished an ice cream sundae and they're dead chuffed. <laughs> they're giving a big smile um, with their little chubby cheeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's cute. That's cuter, right? I like that. Yeah. I think that's the one. Yeah. I don't think it has to do with butts or farts. Yeah. I think yeah. that people might have used the words in other contexts. Sure. Um, but I don't think that it, it's originally derived from from that yeah. uh, meaning of the word chuff. Okay. Yeah. Great. Oh, I'm dead chuffed. I'm chuffed it's to bits. Nice but ending. No, like chuffed to bits. It's like you smiled so hard that your head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, we were trying to end nicely, but there we go. Oh, I think that's a nice way to feel. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Boo a Goose. If you've not done so already, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Just search for Boo a Goose on Facebook. You will get the new episodes every time they're posted. And if you're not already subscribing, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And biggest thing of all, the biggest thing that we would like is reviews. So wherever you get your podcast, if you could leave us a review, even just a few words and uh, a star rating, ideally a five, but you know, whatever you think. That helps us get new listeners. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family if you think that you have found an interesting episode. Uh, you, if you hear one of these terms, then you can uh, cite us in context. Mm-hmm. And you can get the whole origin and uh, some cute stories about the Dickens Christmas Fair as well. Shout out to Dickens Christmas Fair. Yay, yay. Every year, 2021. We're coming for you. It's probably not happening this year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jacob S. Rubin. Um, right, that's about it, right? Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. Well, tune in next episode where we'll be doing another topic. <laughs> I, we haven't decided yet. Yeah. We're not going to record for a while. Any suggestions, please send them in. We've had a couple of suggestions that we're going to do. Yes, we, we are queuing up all of your suggestions. We do appreciate getting those suggestions wherever you send them. You can send them to our email, booadoagoosepodcast at gmail.com, or post them on the Facebook page as well. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for listening to uh, a Goose. I'm Jacob. And I'm Annie. And remember... Nobody says potato. Boo to a Goose is produced by Will Scoville as a part of the Comedio Network. Thanks to Hannah Wardle for the art and Max Abrams for the theme song, She Couldn't Say Boo to a Goose. Send any questions or comments to boo to a goose podcast at gmail.com. Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at SupDocPodcast.